Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. We're only a couple days away from TCU season opener against Colorado. I'm confident that TCU will win, but will they cover the spread? We'll talk about that next and more here on Locked On Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go. Locked On Horn Frogs on a Wednesday, last day of the month of August as we hurdle towards September. And of course, on September 2nd, these will open their season against Colorado. And uh, the Frogs, I think they're going to win on Friday night. I'm pretty confident about that. You know, you can't overlook the Buffaloes. They're a Power 5 team, even though they're picked to finish last in the Pac-12. It's not like TCU is coming off a number of seasons where they've been super successful. Have a whole new coaching staff. First time we'll really see this offense and defense in action with some new schemes. So there's a ton of questions around TCU as well. But I feel like the Frogs are just more talented and they're going to win the football game. Now, as far as covering – I know there's a lot of lines out there, but I'm going to stick with our friends at Bet Online, one of our great sponsors, and they currently have uh, TCU as an 11 and a half point favorites as of uh, Tuesday evening. Now the game opened at TCU at eight and a half, so there's been some movement there. Um, so can TCU cover that? Can they win by 12 points or more against Colorado? on the road to start the season. I definitely think they can, and I feel like they will. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments. Do you feel like TCU is going to cover, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, do you feel like TCU is going to cover the spread against Colorado on Friday night? Again, 11.5 points is the line that I'm using from Bet Online, one of our fantastic sponsors. So I like the opportunity TCU has on offense this, this uh, season as a whole, but really – to open the season against this Colorado team. This is a young Colorado secondary. Mark Perry, who's now a Horn Frog, is one of their better safeties. He transferred out. They have some new corners, some young corners that, um, you know, reading some Colorado content, it seems like they're excited about them with their sophomores. And this TC receiving core, as we've said all offseason, a ton of optimism around them, right? Quentin Johnston, obviously the leader there. Savion Williams on the other side and the outside. Um, got guys like Darius Davis, Tay Barber in the slot, Jacarius Spivey also in the slot, um, you know, Quincy Brown, Blair Conrad is possibly your backups on the outside, Gunnar Henderson in the slot, some talented freshmen as well. I like the opportunity TCU has to air it out and get things done throwing the football. And they've been effective running the ball the last few seasons. You know, Kendra Miller, we discussed this at length as well. Zach Evans, incredible talent, went to Ole Miss. I expect him to have a successful season. But this idea that TCU can't replace Zach Evans' production that sometimes gets you know, trafficked among the national media, it's just not true. I mean, Kendra Miller is a guy that's averaging seven and a half yards per carry throughout his career. He's a really talented player. He's been a back that um, maybe hasn't been the full-time starter for a whole season before, but has been featured as a starter many times throughout the course of his career. He's made big plays. He's explosive. He took over that Texas Tech game in the second half last year when uh, Zach was hurt. He's been serviceable his whole career. And then also behind him, you got Amari DiMercato, Monty Bailey, Trent Battle might get in the mix there. So there's a lot of explosiveness and talent along those skill positions. You have Sonny Dykes and Garrett Riley. 
you know, running this offense, calling plays. As Matt Jennings told us when he joined the show a few weeks ago, more cohesiveness, more of a vision, a plan along that TCU offense. So I think there's a lot to love about what they're going to do on that side of the ball, and I believe they're going to score points. Now, there have been some TCU fans that I've seen lately that really think this is going to be a laugher and believe when Sonny Dykes talks about, hey, I expect all three quarterbacks to play, he's really saying, like, we're going to be up by 20, 30 points late in the game, and we'll be just be putting, you know, the walk-ons and the true freshmen and everybody in there. I don't expect that. I have a couple concerns. One is, I mean, you got a whole new staff, whole new team. Um, I believe the energy is going to be high. They'll be juiced up, and hopefully they're able to harness that and focus that. And it's not something that becomes a distraction or causes mistakes. But it's still a brand-new coaching staff, a brand-new system. You are implementing a lot of different things in a short amount of time. And so I expect there to be some growing pains. I expect there to be some typical like season opener, silly mistakes, sloppy play. It might hold TCU back a little bit. And then defensively, I would love for this to work. I think it's going to be really good as the season goes on. And this Colorado offense was anemic last year. But, again, you're switching schemes. you got guys playing different roles. You have a true freshman at nose tackle, some young players, um, or, or not young players, but a pretty thin group at linebacker. And we're going to get more in-depth uh, talking about the defense in segment two because I, I do believe – that's the unit that the season really hinges on, specifically, you know, the front seven. And can they hold up against um, really good teams this year and Power 5 teams this year? That's going to be one of the huge questions for TCU as they sort of turn things over. But all that being said, I don't expect them to come out. I can't just say with confidence they're going to come out and roll Colorado to the point where um, you know, Sam Jackson's and they're taking snaps late in the game and there's nothing really to play for except to make sure everybody's healthy when they take on Tarleton and uh, TCU – or Tarleton and SMU, excuse me, later on in the non-conference schedule. But I do feel like they win, and I think they cover that 11-and-a-half point mark. I feel like they win this game by more than 12 points. I believe they're going to win by two touchdowns. So let me know if you're listening on YouTube, um, in the comments – let me know if you think they're going to cover. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, I'm at Simcox Steven on Twitter. The show is at Locked On TCU. Uh, we're here. We're live. We got two more days until the Frogs hit the field for the first time in the Sunny Dykes era. And I can't wait to actually have some football to talk about. We've talked so much about this team in sort of abstract ways and what they look like on paper. We'll, we'll actually get to see them on the field for the first time this year, and that is going to be fascinating. I told you a couple times I was using the lines from betonline.ag, and that's because betonline.ag, betonline.net is the number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs. They're one of our fantastic sponsors. You're going to watch a ton of football this weekend. You might mix in some baseball as well. Try to make some money. Bet online is also just a great source for sports news, podcasts, interviews, all those kind of things. But what they do is help you bet with confidence. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your sports. Head to the website today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and the action. Lee Sterling, the leader of Bet Online, he's been doing this for years. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to make some cash. He knows how to manipulate things in Vegas. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Okay, so uh, segment two here on Locked on Horn Frogs. Excuse me for taking a break there. Um, 
couple housekeeping things before we get into talking about this TCU defense. So you see this lovely picture behind me. This is my family, but it's an outdated picture. Um, we took this photo shortly before we adopted our two oldest children who are there in the picture, and they're older now. They're uh, six and four, respectively. But we, since then, we had a kid. <laughs> we had a baby who's now 14 months old. And unexpectedly, we're having another kid that's due on September 8th. So if you're new to this channel, if you're new to the YouTube channel or whether you've been listening for a while, um, a great way to keep up with when I'll probably go MIA is uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Simcox Steven. I'll put it up on YouTube here. It's at Simcox Steven. And the show is at Locked on TCU. And I'll be sure to let you know. But my wife could go into labor at just about any time. So um, I might be gone for a few days. I know it's not the best time in the world. I hate that it's going to happen. Well, I don't hate that it's going to happen during the season, really. I, mean, I can't predict these things. Um, but anyway, I'll be gone at some point for a little while taking care of the baby, making sure we're settled. Uh, but I'll make sure to hop on and you know, continue throughout the rest of the fall season. And hopefully he'll wait until this weekend on Saturday so I can take you in the first ECU football game and maybe have some content for you early next week. I want to talk about the TCU defense here, though, before we wrap up on the show. So I did uh, the Locked On Roundtable tonight also, which is, I believe, dropping Wednesday today, Locked On Big 12. And we were talking about expectations for our respective teams. And Josh Neighbors, locked on Big 12 host, I'll let you in on a little secret. He is not high on the Horn Frogs. You know, take that for what it's worth. But he mentioned how concerned he is about this defense. And he said, sort of sarcastically, yeah, this defense has um, seven starters returning, but they were also terrible last year. So how is that helpful? And here's what I'll say about the defense. I think one – it's a defense that's going to benefit from um, just having less on their mind. And what I mean by that is Gary Patterson's defense was so intricate, and it was based really on you know being in the right place at the right time, trying to cause negative plays. He was great at you know diagnosing tendencies, finding out what teams were doing, and sort of staying a step ahead of them. But it put a lot of pressure on the players to know their responsibilities, to understand where they're supposed to be. There were adjustments they were having to make on the fly. It's going to be more streamlined and a little different with Joe Gillespie. doesn't necessarily mean better, but I think it will allow this team to play more freely, hopefully to flow to the ball faster, to read and react and recognize and play with their instincts a little bit more. And I think that could be helpful. When we look at this defense, my big concern is still the defensive line. Your starter is Dylan Horton at defensive end, Dominic Williams at nose tackle, and then your other defensive end, Terrell Cooper. Um, Cooper and Horton are going to have to find a way to get a pass rush. Williams will have to hold his own there in the middle and get a pass rush as well. When you're talking about a three-man front on the defensive line, you have to find a way to plug holes and allow your linebackers to come up and make plays in the run game, and you also have to get pressure with your three guys, maybe bringing one extra. But you can't afford to bring you know, six or seven players, bring a ton of heat consistently because you'll get burned on the back end. A huge part of this defense is going to be, can this defensive line manufacture pressure, get quarterbacks off schedule, get quarterbacks off their, you know, out of the pocket, uh, throwing off their back foot, making sacks. That's going to be a huge challenge. At the linebacker spot, D. Winters, Jamoy Hodge, and then Johnny Hodges, uh, the Navy transfer. Really like that three-man combo there. The issue at linebacker is there's just not a lot of depth. Shad, uh, excuse me. Marcel Brooks is out with an injury. 
Terrence Cooks looks like he's probably out for the year. Marcel will probably be back uh, maybe before the OU game, before conference swing really starts. However, the twos right now, Shadrach Banks in the middle, Zach Marcelli and the, the Sam linebacker, and the Thomas Armstrong at the Will linebacker, you're pretty thin there. If you have another injury at linebacker, then you could be in trouble. But if those three starters can hold up for the time being, then I like what they have at that position. And then in the secondary, your corners, Josh Newton and Travis Hodges-Tomlinson, your safeties, Mud Clark, uh, Nuke Bradford, and then Mark Perry. And this secondary, I think, is going to be really good. They have a lot of experience. They have multiple players at corner. They can mix and match and get fresh snaps to and um, you know, not allow receivers just kind of have their way with them. And then hopefully the safeties will come up and make plays. I feel like as the year goes on, this defense is going to get better. But I do expect some growing pains. Um, they can't be much worse than they were last year, though. That's really what I keep going back to is they were so bad last season. And even being a sort of middle-of-the-road defense would be an improvement. If they could just find a way to force some more turnovers, something, get a few more stops, keep this team in games, then that would be a huge step up from what they were able to do last season. So I understand the concerns on defense. I have them as well, but I think there's also some room there for optimism um, and to allow the team to sort of grow into those roles as the year continues on. We'll be back tomorrow uh, with a preview of Colorado, and we might have another one on Friday as well. We're getting closer, guys. We're getting closer to game day. This is Locked On Horned Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day.